Welcome back to True Democrats. It is uh, March 9th, and it's almost uh, coming down to the year anniversary of this lockdown from this pandemic, a pandemic that the previous president said would just disappear. But uh, that hasn't been the case except for the great men and women of science who've come together and put a, together a vaccine to help make this pandemic disappear. We can actually see the light at the end of the tunnel. A lot of these vaccinations have gone out. A lot of people have been, now what's the word, I guess, for taking your shots, inoct inundated, inoct well, whatever. We've got plenty of people who have taken their shots. I know most of the people in my family have taken the shots, except for me and my daughter. I'm still on that waiting list. I don't know if I have to be a little bit more aggressive to get these uh, shots, but the uh, my in-laws and my mother of the age to get their shots, my wife was able to get it through uh, work because she deals with the public. But uh, slowly but surely, this country can start to get back to normal. We can start seeing those uh, infected numbers go down. The deaths go down, although that's, uh, I guess the, the, both rates have gone down, but uh, still new cases are uh, popping up, so we still have to be careful. Uh, great uh, news about the pandemic and the vaccinations. They said if you've gotten your second shot, you can actually be at gatherings inside with without a mask. So that's good news from the uh, Center of Disease Control. We've had uh, good news on the movie horizons, horizon this weekend. Uh, well, I guess it's a Disney film, and I can't, uh, Maya and Her Dragon. I forgot the name of the uh, film, but uh, it was the number one box office that made about $8 million, which is a uh, low amount for an opening during any other time of uh, history. But uh, for a pandemic where the movie theaters have been closed most of the time, that's actually a good sign that uh, people want to get out of the house and they're going to take their kids to the movie theaters. I believe this weekend, or it was the last weekend, that the New York City theaters are opening. And I think that contributed a lot to, the, uh, to this uh, box office numbers that the movie industry is looking at right now. So we are getting to the end of this pandemic, this uh piece of history that uh, we'll be able to read about when we're older and our grandkids we can tell about. Hopefully they don't have to run into the same issue, which is, uh, which is great news. And uh, let's hope that uh, we can get more vaccines out and we can get, uh, get rid of this thing and get back to some semblance of normalcy by at least the end of the, of the summer. So that's the good news on the vaccine and the pandemic. Uh, there is some uh, disturbing news from the, well, let's put it like this. So far, uh, President Biden has done everything right, trying to speed up the vaccinations, trying to uh, get jobs back online, get people out to jobs, trying to uh, keep people who are unemployed afloat as they look for jobs and as this uh, pandemic eases off, we can get back into the workforce uh, full throttle. And uh, hopefully these industries like the restaurant industry, which I used to work at, um, 
that has been totally decimated, especially here in New York City, has been uh, decimated. Hopefully we can get a slow but steady comeback in all the other industries that uh, have kind of been uh, crippled. A lot of businesses lost, so let's see what we can do. It'll be a slow crawl back, but at least we're heading in the right direction. But I must say that uh, President Biden has somewhat lost his shine the last week or so. He made the announcement that uh, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia will not be prosecuted or will not be held responsible. That's the crown prince, Muhammad bin Salam, who possibly will be the ruler of Saudi Arabia as soon as his, when his father, who is elderly, passes on. Some say that uh, there, there may be a shot that he's not the ruler, but uh, the ones that are ahead of him, I believe he jailed. So he's uh, certainly jockeying for the position of ruler of Saudi Arabia. And he's the one that's kind of uh, set the tone in Saudi Arabia. He got a reputation for moving Saudi Arabia into the 21st century, but he's also had a reputation for suppressing opposition voices, suppressing his uh, other brothers who would run for, uh, who are in the running to, to rule Saudi Arabia, for suppressing those women who wanted equal rights for women and wanted them to drive. He gave them the right to drive, but I think that was more of a carrot stick than anything else. He's uh, jailed other people, other women who protested the archaic in ancient traditions of hiding their women and women having second-class citizenship. So he's, uh, he's a mixed, well, he's not really mixed bag anymore. Not after the FBI identified him of killing the Washington Post journalist, Jamal Kashaji. I apologize for messing up the uh, name. But uh, he was the one that was dismembered in the Turkish embassy. He went in um, for, I think he was called for whatever reason and never came out. But uh, they chopped up his body and took it out the back door. And the FBI identified as Crown Prince, they call Muhammad bin Salam, they call him MIB for short, gave the orders because this Washington Post reporter wrote scathing articles about him, talked about what he was doing to the suppression of political opponents, of the women's who spoke, stood up for women's rights, of that war. I believe he uh, has a big hand in in, Yo in Ye Yemen, where they have one of the greatest famines because of this war, using American airlines, American warships and weapons to at his uh, at his to do his bidding. So this is uh, not a guy who's. Um, this is another power-hungry prince, crown prince of whatever. Another guy who wants to be in charge of everything and wants to break the rules, doesn't want people to get in his way, and, does, and resorts to murder to do it. And we had a president like that who I have no doubt would have, if uh, left to his own devices, would have killed somebody if he had to. I mean, look at, he started an insurrection over a capital. But the other thing was that he was buddies. This President Trump was buddies with the crown prince. I don't know why I have a problem saying this. Crown prince, MIB, Mohammed, no, 
It might be. No, it's Muhammad bin Salam. Maybe it is. It might be. But Muhammad bin Salam, President Trump, which, you know, according to his personality, let this guy go. He was buddies. No, sorry. MBS, his initials, of course. But, I mean, this was a guy, Prince, the crown prince, who kind of brown-nosed President Trump. And that's how you get to be President Trump's buddy and want him to do things for you. So he got a lot of weapons deals. Trump got a lot of weapons deals. But Trump has absolutely no morals. So he let this guy go. Said, oh, he wasn't responsible. He wasn't responsible for the guy's murder in the Turkish embassy. And the FBI was saying, yes, everybody's telling you it is. They have the tapes. They have all the communications. We know that this guy, MBS, is responsible for this murder of a Washington Post employee. And, of course, with President Trump, you can understand that. I mean, uh, he's just uh, no morals whatsoever, which makes this decision by President Biden all the more depressing. So, but not only is it depressing in a moral sense and in the sense that in a justified world, but it also is depressing in the fact that you can have President Trump say, oh, I told you so, that this guy, that this is all fake news because I'm not going to prosecute him. President Biden's not going to prosecute him. So that must mean that he's innocent, doesn't have anything to do with it because they have no evidence. You know, they can use some sort of that nonsense to level on President Biden. Right now, you can level this, and President Biden doesn't have any moral standing to guard against. This kind of reminds me of uh, President Obama when he was campaigning 2008 about closing Guantanamo Bay. You know, the whole purpose of Guantanamo Bay was the fact that the Bush administration wanted to bypass American law with these people that they rounded up, that they said were terrorists, but they had no evidence. They don't know who they rounded up. Most of them were probably innocent people. I would bet that the farm that they were all innocent people, but they didn't want to have that shown out. They wanted to show that they were doing something because they put their guard down and they were attacked. So this was a place to say, okay, we're getting all these terrorists. We're going to throw them in Guantanamo Bay, but you can't look at them. You can't interview them. We can't go through due process, which is a mainstream, which is the backbone of American law, which was made so that these dictatorships and monarchies that we just escaped from, the colonies escaped from in Britain, couldn't accuse somebody of a crime they didn't commit without due process, without going through the court system without evidence. So they made these rules up that say, okay, we're going to do a, a military court and we're going to send them down to Guantanamo Bay and that's what we're going to do. We're going to tell everybody that we are fighting the war on terrorism. And of course, the war on terrorism was in Afghanistan. And a lot of these guys were from Afghanistan, but a lot of these guys were from Iraq too. Something that, uh, a war that they should have never initiated. So the tarnish on Guantanamo Bay, the moral decay that's in that system, in that island, and in that prison, of everything that's, uh, that America is against is what are the seeds of this rot that kind of sprouted Donald J. Trump 
from the Republican Party, I mind you. But President Obama ran on the campaign of closing it, closing this this prison, this uh, and it still is this tarnish on the American reputation. And the American reputation keeps getting tarnished and tarnished the more years that go by. It's, uh, you talk about depressing. But it was a tarnish on America's moral reputation throughout history and throughout the world. And, of course, when President Obama became president, he did not close Guantanamo Bay. Now, the Democrats have a huge PR problem. They don't know how to defend themselves against Republican accusations. So some of the accusations were that uh, the Democrats are going to be weak on terror, even though the Republicans allowed this country to come under attack by a terrorist. But they bombarded the Democrats being weak on terrorists. And if they close Guantanamo Bay, that's going to be the evidence of it. Now, the Democrats had a thin majority because they have no idea how to win elections, which is the reason why this podcast started in the first place to try to give the edge to the Democrats, but uh, obviously nobody's listening yet. But the point is, President Obama, whether he had the heart or soul to go and close Guantanamo, you have to go through the Senate. And the Senate was such thin majority that he wanted to get his health care passed. Guantanamo Bay just totally forgotten. Of course, he lost the House and the Senate after his first two years, and just to close it would be just out of range, no point in even trying. But there is a, we walked with the moral superiority amongst nations that they should respect human rights, they, they should respect the rule of law, and that this blotch on the American moral right cannot be erased, even though it was camp- campaigned for, is sad. But now, back to Biden, we have a moral obligation to condemn and to make those rulers and those dictators suffer when they go against the rule of law and when they assassinate and kill those who dare stand up to them. And the fact that Biden will let this guy pass is a a sad day. And, uh, you know, part of the reason... President Obama and his security team mentioned was the relationship between the United States and Saudi Arabia. Now, sitting back as a president of the United States, you have to weigh, you know, and there is a big picture. You have to weigh the security of this country. What can Saudi Arabia offer the United States that we can look by, look past this crown prince from assassinating in such an ugly and brutal manner this Washington Post reporter who criticized them. What can we look past? Is it oil? First of all, oil is going to be a thing of the past. These electric cars are going to get more and more. Oil is going to get less and less. It's just a way of, of life. Look at the Texas oil, uh, energy catastrophe when they froze over. It's a by, it's a thing in the past. But how can, as a president, you sit there and say, okay, I know this guy killed this person, gave these orders, and have a relationship with him? 
And I have a feeling that Saudi Arabia needs the United States a lot more than the United States needs Saudi Arabia. But to look at relatives in the face, to look at your family in the face and say, okay, I'm going to let this murderer go by without any kind of punishment, without the United States turning its back on Saudi Arabia, I mean, it just perplexes me as I believe that uh, President Biden is a man of morals and a man of principle. I'm not quite sure how you can allow this prince, Saudi prince, to get by and to not think about this at night and not uh, hold your head low when you uh, be among family and be among friends. It just blows my mind that this was ha- that this would happen. You know, and again, you, you know, I don't know what the what the big picture, what uh, what the United States needs so badly from Saudi Arabia that we need to look the other way when their future leader did this uh, gruesome murder. Just blows my mind. But this is what it is, and that's the uh, news from uh, President Biden this week. Well, we'll see, and only time will tell what happens next. But... Uh, for now, let's. Uh, we still have to get an attorney general past the uh, Senate, and I believe the Senate is going to vote next week. And the other big moral test is that what do you do with President Trump? The fact that he had freedom for these couple of months is astounding, considering the crimes. But the attorney general, the Justice Department, have got to put their foot down. And the an article in The Hill Yesterday or the day before, it talks about the political minefields that the attorney general is going to have to run run across to get this uh, President Trump. But what a, political minefields should be absolutely nothing. The guy broke the law. The guy caused an, an insurrection. We have to start cleaning out our house and we have to start uh, start abiding by the law and start showing that these Republicans got to stop breaking the law and bring them to justice. That has got to be a priority, and we can't worry about politics or what the other political party is going to think about this. We have to go and we have to protect the law, protect our voting, and protect this this office of the President of the United States. But uh, we'll see what happens. That's uh, for next week. So uh, until then, we'll uh, see you later this week. At uh, True Democrats, if you uh, get a chance, visit our websites. Check out our blogs at uh, truedemocratsusa.com. If you'd like to uh, leave a comment, please leave a comment. Um, If you'd like to leave a a donation, it'd be more appreciative um, from me. I appreciate you listening and uh, stay safe. Let's get that vaccination. Still wear a mask and uh, stay healthy. This is Adam Carr signing off from True Democrats. Thank you.